The Pat Kenny Show. With the Jaguar E-Pace. Beautiful by design and dynamic to drive. Delivering performance that is unmistakably Jaguar. This is News Talk. Japanese maples offer stunning colour summer to spring and autumn, early winter. They're native to many countries and good news, they like it here. They do grow well. It's very moist. We've got mild temperatures that make it ideal for growing these types of things, not to mention the fact that our herb garden is in full flow right now. Uh, Porrick Harkin, how are you? Jonathan, you sound like a, 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 a true expert, a true gardening yeah, guru. I, I'm presuming you wrote that. Um, come here, we've got lots going on in our gardens at the moment. Uh, I, I know we're giving out about the rain, but we needed it. And everything is just lush and green. It can't get any better right now. Sure it can't. Jonathan, it has been one of the best gardening uh, years that I can remember. The, the conditions are absolutely perfect. And you can see it in your own garden because the plants are responding to the recent rain by kicking back into growth again. Normally, trees and hedging don't, don't start their second uh, period of growth until August. But this year, it's been early because of the absolutely brilliant weather, the heat in the soil combined with the rain that we got recently. You're getting a flourish of new growth. So we can see it in our trees and shrubs. And Japanese maples, as you said, are one of the best plants to offer foliage colour, spring, summer, autumn and early winter. And now in July, particularly with the soil conditions at the moment, it's perfect weather for planting Japanese maples or indeed any garden plant, trees, shrubs, roses. It's brilliant weather at the moment for planting. What about the hedges that have grown um, a little bit out of control? Uh, Obviously, we have to leave them alone for the most part. Is now the time to trim them back a little? Yeah, most of the nesting birds have finished now nesting. You're seeing the fledglings coming out. So it's a perfect time in in mid-July to start trimming back your hedges. So beech, laurel, escalonia, any of your hedging plants can be actually trimmed now, particularly the foliage um, uh, hedging plants. So laurel in particular, lelandii, beech trees can be trimmed now. And that helps to kind of neaten them up, but also takes a little bit of the vigour out of them as well, Jonathan. It's like putting them on a diet. And they will make some new growth during August and September to carry them through the winter. So July is a great time. And when we prune and when we trim, we feed at the same time as well. Mm. So it's a good idea, particularly with the level of moisture that we've had, to start feeding your gardening shrubs once again. And indeed, the lawns would benefit from a feed at this time of year as well. Yeah, I, I put something on my grass. Uh, it had three numbers on it. I got, I got it in the local co-op. I, I, I don't know, remember what the yep. numbers were, but boy, it worked uh, because it, it, it brought the green back. It was a slow-release fertiliser. The grass exactly. was looking a bit raggedy, but now it, it's looking really, really good. So the, that, the, it, it can be done. And that's what you want, Jonathan. You want, when you're buying lawn fertiliser, make sure it's a slow-release fertiliser because what you don't want is excessive soft growth. So a a lawn fertiliser applied now will green the lawn without forcing growth and it'll carry that colour then right through until early autumn. So it's very beneficial for feeding lawns. And indeed, if you've got any bare patches in the lawn, I actually treated my own lawn uh, only a week ago, 10 days ago now, with some fresh lawn seed and already the patches have germinated. And I see the birds are still picking the seed. So when you're sowing a yeah. bit of seed, sow a little no bit respect. for the birds as well. No respect to those birds, I tell you. <laughs> we'll put an um, extra the, bit of seed down. I have to say, I'm very proud of the fact as well that I left a parsley plant uh, completely unattended uh, in a box out the back. And it uh, kind of withered away, as you might expect it to do uh, during the winter. It's after coming back gangbusters. I, I've got parsley coming out of my ears. 
Well, keep picking it, Jonathan. That's very important that you keep picking your herbs. And parsley is a biennial plant, which means it lasts for two years, maybe three years. And after that, it tends to get a bit spent and runs to, to, to seed. So it's a good idea every second year to fresh to fresh seed of parsley, both the Italian parsley and the, the moss-curled leafed parsley as well. So you'll have it for two to three years. And after that, you need to be putting in fresh plants again. But the secret to herbs is to pick them on a, a regular basis, even if you don't use them. Put them into fr- to a freezer bag in ice cubes and freeze them and use them then in the autumn and winter period when the parsley has died back. But keep trimming them at this time of year. And again in July, it's an excellent time of year for planting all our Mediterranean herbs, lavender, rosemary, parsley. All of those can be planted at this time of year. Well, uh, speaking of lavender, let's get to some listener questions. Leah, good, good morning, Leah. I love the smell of lavender. Can Parik recommend which type of plants I can put in pots on my patio? Well, we have to go back. Well, believe it or not, um, Jonathan, there's over 450 different varieties of lavender. And we tend to associate with the beautiful blue flowers, but they're actually white flowering forms as well. Probably the best variety for scent and the easiest variety to grow is a variety of lavender called Hidcote. It's an English variety. It grows really well here in Ireland. It flowers from now right through until October, November. But the scent is fantastic on English lavender. So look for that variety one called Hidcote. It's easy to grow, brilliant in pots and containers. Keep it in a sunny spot and it'll flower the whole summer long. And lavender is brilliant for bees and all pollinating insects in your garden. Which there have been plenty of this year. I mean, I've noticed a sharp uptick in in the bumblebee, the humble bumblebee. There's lots of them around, lots. And the great thing about lockdown is people have left things untended. So there's loads of colour in the hedgerows. People are leaving it there. And I think the insects are just loving it, aren't they? They are, and we're seeing a huge increase with with, uh, ordinary individuals looking to to give back to nature and plant some wildflowers in the garden. As you say, they're letting the daisies and the dandelions flower because that's what the bees absolutely love. The bramble is in full flower at the moment, so Mm. the honeybees are absolutely going right through all the the brambles at the moment and and pollinating the flowers. So it's been a great year, and it's been a... Because of the dry weather as well, you tend to get a more of a a bigger increase in insect population because they're breeding... During that that warm summer period, you have you have annoyed June in Kildare Park. She says birds are not finished nesting. Some species breed in August. So do you check for a nest before you go at it? Well, a hundred percent. You check you check your hedges before you start to trim for for birds. And generally, you're only taking off six to eight inches of the side growth on hedging plants anyway. And generally, the birds will nest deeper in there. But certainly, oh, check I, I, your. They do check. Uh, all... Pat, the, Pat, Pat is a former wildlife ranger. I'm telling you, you got them all going now, Porrick Harkin. Oh uh, Pat says the bird nesting season is not over. Many garden birds will have two or three broods. Cutting hedges is illegal. Well, no, a garden hedge, no, no, and that's incorrect. You can, anybody that has a hedge growing within their garden, you can trim that um, at this time of year. Hedgerows, wild hedgerows, yes, the farmers are permitted or are, are prohibited from cutting the hedges until later in the season. But at this time of year, you can trim your your garden hedges. But it's good advice, Jonathan, mm. look for and check for any nesting birds that may be in the hedgerows. Yeah. There was a friend of mine who reported a robin's nest at the bottom of their slide, just underneath the slide. It was like just the worst possible place for the robin. Obviously, oh, first time, first timer, yeah. not a great place, uh, but they, so they, they left it there uh, for what it was worth. Um, with the kids at home, says Anne, uh, they're playing a lot of football in the garden. The grass is in tatters, loads of mud. How do I get it looking lovely again? 
Well, like like we said, it's a great time of year for feeding lawns, but it's also a really good time of year for the reseeding. So the grass seed will germinate within seven to ten days this time of year. So it's excellent weather for reseeding, repatching. If you pop into your local garden centre, you'll get something like patch fix or um, repair uh, repair mix, which is a mixture of compost, lawn seed and fertiliser, a slow-release fertiliser. You simply just cut the lawn, chuck it down into the bare area within seven to ten days it'll start to germinate try to keep the kids off that area during the period of germination until the grass knits back into in together again but it's an excellent time of year jonathan for the re-sowing of of bare patches or indeed for sowing new lawns if people are interested in putting in a new lawn and a new house this is a, a, an ideal time and the temperatures are perfect at the moment and one very quick one before we run out of time. Can pot plants live on peat moss alone? I am only getting into the gardening. I've loads of patio plots, but I want to see if I need to put anything other than peat moss in. I'm a devil for doing that, just putting peat moss in, hoping for the best. But what, could you put something else in with it just to give the plants yeah, so, a chance? Yeah, so what you want, the difference between peat moss and compost, Jonathan, is that compost has added lime and it has added nutrition to the, so the slow-release fertilisers added to a compost. So if you're repotting indoor plants, go into your local garden centre, ask them for an indoor potting compost. So it's specifically uh, uh, formulated for the growing of indoor plants. It's got all the fertiliser and nutrition that you need. So get a good quality indoor compost, liquid feed it then with Baby Bio, it'll be very happy. Paula Corkin of Hawkins Garden Centre. Pleasure as always. Thank you very much for joining. 